0: I'm Ty Young, founder of Ty J. Young Wealth Management, and you're listening to the Financial Health Fast Track. And we're not just focused on stodgy investment tools and the advice you hear day in and day out about your money. Throughout this series, I'll give you keys to retirement success, introduce you to top strategies with over 20 years of experience in reading the market, and experts who know how to differentiate the good investment strategies from the bad in your individual situation. And before we get started, as always, past performance is no guarantee of future results. Visit tyjyoung.com backslash disclosure for more information. All right, get set, strap in, rev your engines, let's go. Here's your fast track to financial health. Welcome to episode two of our podcast. I am Ty Young. I'm the founder of Ty J. Young Wealth Management, and we founded the firm to help people achieve financial health, financial security through income and growth and protection, and we have a very special um, guest today. His name is uh, Brian Houghton. He is a vice president here at Ty J. Young Wealth Management. He is an expert um, in income management, helping people grow their money, taking income efficiently and leaving a legacy. Brian, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, the title today is, is it possible, possible to have your cake and eat it too? Is it possible to have an income um, from your retirement money and still leave a legacy? And the answer to that question is yes. And, and Brian, we have you on today to talk about that, because as, as we go through retirement, really, there's, there's three phases of, of retirement. Um, it's, it's proper account set up and accumulations. If you don't have the accumulation, um, that's not good. So you have to accumulate the money. You have to be set up, um, for distribution of income, whether you need it or not, you have to be set up for that. And most people want to see, leave a legacy to loved ones. Now, as I talk to people and Brian, you probably have experienced this as well. As I talk to people, some people say, I want to spend all my money. I don't want to leave it to anybody. Um, I do. I do hear that. And I know you do too. But more times than not, probably 90% of the time or more people want to leave a legacy to their loved ones. I certainly want to leave money to my children. um, And I know you do too. And what I hear from people is, will I have enough? Am I going to have enough money? They have a fear of not being able to meet their income goals, have enough income um, or they have a fear of not leaving a legacy, or they have a fear of not being able to do both those things at the same time. But the simple fact is that that you can have both if you do it right with proper setup. So, Brian, that's why we have you on today. We want to talk about income management during retirement um, and, and really you know how you can set it up properly where you can have the income that you need and leave the legacy that you want to leave to your to your uh, to your children and to your loved ones so really what i'd love to know what i'd love our i'd love for our listeners to know is what does it actually sound like when you 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 first talk with a client I mean, how do you figure out what their goals are? How do do you figure out what they want to achieve? And then ultimately, let's start with how do you want to achieve? And then where I want to go is how do you get it set up properly? But let's start with how do you figure out what they want to achieve? What does that sound like?
1: Yeah, great question. So, you know, our goal here is to help people make the very best decision they can possibly make for themselves. And so one of the first questions I ask is, you know, what are your goals for this money? And um, overwhelmingly, you know, people – their main goal is to make sure they can get income when they need it, and that the money lasts their entire life. You mentioned earlier that people have a fear of running out of money. Um, overwhelmingly, they, they say that a lot. Um, you know, they wanna take income, they wanna take income and leave, leave a legacy. Um, so they've been working their whole life um, contributing to this account, you know, 20, 30, 40 years in order to accumulate this money And so it's always been in the accumulation phase. Well, now they're shifting to distribution phase and that's nerve wracking. Um, That's nerve wracking to a lot of people because it's uncertain. People don't like uncertainty. Um, So they're no longer contributing to it. um, Plus they're withdrawing on the account. And that's why, you know, we, we set up what's called, you know, a three-legged stool, you know, and that it's very important to make sure that's set up correctly um, to provide them income whether that be now or in the future, Um, also get growth to support the income and then have protection because the protection
0: supports the growth and the income. I am, I'm curious as you, as you talk with them, Um, I mean, this is kind of a a, a huge step. It's almost like going off the cliff when you actually do pull the trigger and you actually do say, I'm going to retire. You've got the 401k, you have uh, IRAs, maybe you've been saving at at a brokerage firm. Maybe you have money at the bank and you go from, okay, I've got this nice, hopefully fat paycheck every month, whatever it is. But then that stops. What happens when the income stops? What's that? Gosh, I say that, it kind of gives me, it kind of gets me going a little bit. Um When the income stops from the their, their employer um and it has to start coming on a monthly basis, we call it distribution of income, obviously. But how does that look? How does it feel? What, what is that? What's that process actually like?
1: Um It's nervous. The clients are very nervous in that face because, I mean, you mentioned they've been getting a check their whole life. They've been contributing to these accounts. Well, now that's stopped, and it has to come from somewhere, because the income. I mean, this is what they're going to use to live on. It's it's how they're going to pay their bills. It's how they're going to you know feed themselves and their family. That's it's what they plan to use to you know travel, um, buy an RV, go go see grandkids, things like that. So they they have to have the security of knowing that that income is going to be there when they need it. Um, so that's that's one of the main things that we talk about is how can we make sure you're going to get this income and, and know for sure it'll be there, but still have growth to support it and then have the protection on the downside. So when you need it, it's there.
0: You know, it's funny as you as you're talking about that, I'm thinking to myself, okay, so you worked hard for the money. You have the 401k, you have the IRA, you get it rolled over, Maybe to an IRA account, the most tax efficient way. But as you take the money out, there's different tax treatments. There's, you know, you take money out of an IRA or a 401k, you pay, you know, full ordinary income tax. Um, When you take it out of a, say, a savings account, um, most of that money is after tax, especially today with low interest rates, the way they are. If you take it out of a CD, again, most of that's principal. So, um, Roth IRA, of course, that's tax free. Um, what's I think we call it here? This the the sequence of withdrawals. What does that look like? How's that planning done on a, on an annual on an annual basis? I mean, we do annual reviews. What's that What's that look like on an annual basis? So we
1: want to first establish how much is needed, how much income is needed. So let's just say you have a client in their seventies, and they're taking out six, seven percent per year. Let's call it six percent, and we know that they're going to be required from the IRS to take out their required minimum distribution. And let's say that's roughly 4%. So we'll use that from the traditional IRA. That'll be taxes, ordinary income, but they still need to bridge that gap there the extra 2% um, for their income. That's where we would go say, if they have a Roth, use it, get the extra 2% from the Roth so that they're not paying taxes there. If they have money in bank, savings, CDs, things like that, they can go get the extra income from there. And that way they're maintaining their current tax bracket. It's not going to bump them up um, so that they're getting this income tax efficiently um, every year instead of paying extra money to the IRS.
0: You know, as you you say that, it kind of sounds like to me, I, I forget who it was now, talking about guarding Michael Jordan you can't stop him. You can only hope to contain them. Yeah. Kind of like taxes, right? Yeah. You can't exactly. stop them. You can only hope to contain them. Exactly. And it's, it's uh, you know, in listening to you, it sounds like it's kind of a balancing act every year, which account you take money out of and which tax treatment to kind of minimize taxes over time. That's what that sounds like to me.
1: That's exactly right. Yeah. It's just a balancing act every year. We'll assess, you know, how much income is needed, and then from there, you know, see what what's the RMD look like if you're in that if you're in that age category um, and just it is it's a balancing act, just like you said.
0: So as you initially sit down with them, obviously kind of want to recap what you were saying there, as you, you see, as you sit down with them, um, it's it's about setting up the accounts. They already have the 401ks, the IRAs. You roll those over, obviously, in a tax efficient manner. Um for some people, does it make sense to convert that money to a Roth IRA to get after-tax growth? Um, what's what is the, the actual setup is the part that I think is the very most important. What is the actual? Take a moment, tell us what that actual setup actually looks like. And you know when and when you do that, how do you keep it organized for them where it's simple? I mean, obviously, simple is important. How do you keep it? Obviously, for you, it's not simple. And for us it's not simple, but for the, the you know for the end user, the retiree, the person that needs the income, it's gotta be simple. What's that look like? How do you do that?
1: Sure, it is all about setup and what most people I'm glad you brought it up, what most people don't realize is that you don't have to wait till you retire to begin getting this set up. Um, you can't control what the markets do. And so as you approach retirement, that's actually the time you should begin implementing setting up the three legged stool because You can go ahead and get the money protected uh, from market losses. You can have the growth, and then you have the income waiting for you, right? (laughs) You have it set to where it would come out to you in the future. So,
0: Holy smokes, I don't mean to interrupt you. I just thought about something. If, And I should have brought this up to begin with, but if you're just about to retire, and you have all your money at risk in the stock market, and the market goes in half like it did in 2008, that could actually... Delay, you have to keep working, I guess, um, or it could put you. I mean, this is an important point. Or it could put you in a situation where you have to take less income throughout. And so, um, what 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 ways? What can you do while you're still working to prepare um, to retire and and have your money saved? What steps can you take while you're still working?
1: Sure. And nine times out of ten, probably even more than that. But as long as you're over the age of fifty nine and a half you can roll over some part or all of your 401k or your retirement plan and still be able to contribute to that plan like you always have. And so if you're approaching retirement, um, it is smart to go ahead and start getting this set up. And, and you mentioned um, something that it reminded me of a person I knew who they had everything in place, worked their whole life, his mid-60s. He's planning to retire December of 2008. And then we all know what happened in September, October timeframe in 2008. The market collapses. It goes down, what, fifty percent? So this guy was faced with a choice. Okay, his retirement plans now in half. So his choice is: do I go ahead and still retire, but now I have half my account value, meaning I'm going to get half the income, so I could probably do half of whatever I had planned to do, or delay retirement and continue to work. And he went with the second second option. He decided he's not going to retire, and he worked. It took him five years. He had to work five more years. In order to recuperate those losses and then retire. So, I mean, you think of all that time, extra time, five years in his 60s that he could have been in retirement, traveling, you know, doing whatever he wanted to do that he then spent recuperating those losses. So, it is wildly important to make sure you put yourself in a position to prevent that.
0: I hope he loved his work. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. So, all right. So, what I'm hearing you say is there's, it's about setup. Um, it's gotten, getting, about getting in a position to, to keep your nest egg to generate the income, um, the taking the income in an efficient way. And let's talk about leaving a legacy, having your cake and eat it too. Is that possible? The lawyers make me say it that way. Um, but is it, is, is it possible to have your cake and eat it too? Uh, meaning, can you take, in, what's the structure look like? That allows you to take a reasonable income and leave the, uh, the nest egg. You weren't on the first episode, but I talked about my grandmother's, um, financial advice. And I know you know it. Here's, here it is for everybody in case you weren't on the first episode. Um, my grandmother said you live on the interest and you keep the principal, right? So talk about getting, you know, taking income. Um, in such a way and getting growth in such a way and be protected in such a way where you not only take the income, but you also leave the legacy. Would you do that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, if you're taking, say, 6% in income um, per year and the market falls 20, right, and you're not in a place where it's safe, you now have to recuperate the negative 20 plus the 6% income. You're going to have to overcome a negative 26% on the account. So what do you do? I mean, do you skip the income? Or do you continue to take it? Um, That's a choice that people are faced with that's pretty nerve-wracking, and nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to take a pay cut. (laughs) Nobody wants to scale back their lifestyle. But what if you didn't have to? If you don't have to overcome that negative, and here's the answer to your question, is that if the downside's safe, well, you're only needing to offset the income. So your growth, you know, if you're taking six and Gaining six, you're living on your interest and essentially keeping your principal intact. And so you can leave a legacy. You can continue to grow the money. You can get your income. You don't have to scale back your lifestyle um, and then ultimately pass it to the beneficiaries down the road because it was safe, because it was protected from market losses
0: so in a nutshell dollar actual dollar amount If you have a million dollars you're taking six percent that's sixty thousand a year it's five thousand dollars a month if you just take that and it's making six or more and you're taking six you're essentially leaving the whole nest egg to your beneficiaries that's right it's as simple as that yeah simple as that so um as we wrap up today very simply it, it's it's about proper setup it, it's a, the three-legged stool um it, it's really as simple as you need to have an account set up for income you need to have an account that can grow to cover the income and you must 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 have protection so you don't lose the principal. you don't want to lose if you're a farmer, you might say it this way: you don't want to lose your uh, your seed corn, right? You uh, you don't want to if you're, you you uh, you want to eat the uh, eggs and not the chickens, right? Simple as that. Um, so listen um it, it, you can have you can have your cake and eat it too you can have your income and you can have um, a legacy to leave to your loved ones if you get it set up properly um fantastic information Brian thank you so much for being here today with us thanks for having me all right ladies and gentlemen thanks for being on the uh, on the podcast today keep in mind keep in mind that proper setup is the most important piece of the puzzle you can have your cake and eat it too All right. If you want more information, go to TyJYoung.com and click the uh, the blue Get Started button. And if you want even more and more information and you're not sure you have all the keys to a successful retirement, come back here. Subscribe where you listen to podcasts. We'll launch new podcasts every few weeks um, and you'll get more tips for financial health, more experts in retirements, more um, reactions and solutions to economic uh, events. Our ultimate goal is to make sure you're ready to launch your own financial health fast track.